Welcome to 1-800-GODS-LOVE. I'm your host, Lamika Odom. Thanks for joining me. Before I get started, let me just catch you all up on what has been going on because it has been a minute since I recorded a podcast. So the end of November, I got sick. I started, it was like maybe the 29th that evening. It was on a Monday. I remember sneezing and um, felt like it was some allergies going on. Well, long story short, I just went back to work on the 15th of December. So I've been out of work, you might as well say two weeks, because I have been sick and under the weather. And I remember whenever I, the week that I did get sick, I remember thinking like I, God had already gave me the podcast title and what I was supposed to be sharing with you all. And I was thinking if I got to record that podcast in my bed, I'm going to get that podcast done. But obviously that wasn't what happened. I needed to rest and get myself together. And so now I am back and I am ready. And God has, even though I have been under the weather and I just went back to work this past week, God has definitely been pouring into me and sharing things that I am supposed to share with you all. I've already got two or three other episode titles and information or word that I'm supposed to share with you all. So I'm I'm very excited about that, but I am back and I'm glad that you're here. So the episode title is Unforgiveness. And this episode title, um, the episode title comes from my relationship with my biological dad. So the Bible verse comes from Ephesians 4 verses 31 and 32 out of the Amplified Bible. It says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, perpetual animosity, resentment, strife, fault finding, and slander be put away from you, along with every kind of malice, all spitefulness, verbal abuse, male events. I probably didn't pronounce that right. Verse 32 says, be kind and helpful to one another, tenderhearted, compassionate understanding, forgiving one another readily and freely, just as God in Christ also forgave you. So that's the Bible verse. Um, Before I go any further, let me just say this. As I was sitting down reading over my notes that I was supposed to share with you, God changed the t- gave me a different title for this episode. Um, Bible verse and everything. I mean, it was just that quick. But anyways, um, I'm obedient to what the spirit says. When God says move, I obey and move. When God says switch something up, I'll be obedient and switch something up. But um, so I just wanted to make that very clear because God does sometimes does things, switch things up. But yeah, the title of this message was not unforgiveness at first. But then as I was sitting here going over my notes, he placed that word unforgiveness in my heart to change the title. And it would all make sense later on when I get to reading. So I'm learning that as I go go to different levels when it comes to my spirituality and me becoming closer to God, he works on things on the inside of me that I didn't even realize was an issue. So I'm going to give you a backstory because everybody don't know the backstory of me and my biological dad. So I'm going to give you a backstory. And here's here's the backstory of my relationship with my biological dad. We didn't have a relationship, although I moved in with his parents when I was 13. 
me and him didn't have a relationship at all. I was close to all his siblings, but him. I never felt, um, I never felt wanted by him. Instead, I felt reject. I, I felt some type of rejection. The men that was in my life that I considered my dad's were my grandfather, um, my grandpa Frank on my mom's side, my stepdad, and then my dad on my, my grandfather on my dad's side. As long as I had them, I was straight. I, I moved to Georgia in 2006, and I do remember my biological dad attempting to reach out, trying to have some type of relationship with me. And my response was, all these years, he ain't never wanted a relationship with me. Now, he won't want, and I'm an adult. I'm good. Now, don't get me wrong. When we would have family gatherings, I would act apart. But the truth was, I didn't like my dad, nor did I feel close to him. So fast forward to November of 2013, God called my grandpa Frank home, which that broke my heart. I wasn't prepared for it. I knew he was having surgery, but he had had surgeries before and recovered. But the moment I walked into his hospital room that night and seen him laying in bed, barely alive, I knew he wasn't coming home. That was the first family member I, the first family member I lost as an adult that I was close to. His death did hit me hard. And although he was gone, I still had my Papa Hazel on my dad's side. So I still had a dad here. Then moving on to 2017, God was leading me to lead a, he was calling me to lead a small women's group at our church. God knew that there was some unforgiveness in my heart when it came to my dad, and he needed to work on that before I became a leader. I can recall several times God telling me I needed to forgive my dad and me saying I've forgiven him, but deep down, I knew I hadn't. But to me, it was like, I'm good. Things going good in my life. I'm straight. Why try to fix something that happened so long ago? And all along, God knew why he kept prompting me to forgive my dad, but I didn't know. I had no idea. So now, fast forward to January of 2018. Hospice had already told our family to start preparing for my grandpa on my dad's side transition. I had a lot of family members' birthdays that was in January, both on my mom and my dad's side. And my birthday is in January. I remember praying that God wouldn't call my grandpa home on any of our birthdays. I, that was just something that I was just praying. I knew he was preparing him to come home, but I didn't want it to be on none of my family members' birthdays in January. February 1st was the day that God welcomed my grandpa into heaven. Now, while I was preparing myself for this, well, at least I thought I was, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. I was angry with God. I remember saying to God, I don't have no daddy left out here. My stepdaddy was in prison at the time, so he wasn't out here. And I was just mad. I felt like that was the only dad that I had left here. And I told God, I said, now you take my, now you take my grandpa Hazel from me. I don't have anybody left. And God said, you still have your dad out here, your biological dad. I can't remember if I ever shared this before or not. But when God tells me something, it comes in threes. Meaning he would say to me, he would say something to me. 
Then he would say it again to me two more times through someone else or the word of God. I feel like the other two times it's like him confirming what he's already told me. That's basically what it is. He beat on told me something once, but then it'll come back two other times through different resources. Okay. My grandfather passes away and I can't, I don't know the time frame after he passed away, but it was fresh. It was, it was fresh after he passed away. It might, I don't even know if it had been a month after my grandfather had passed away on my dad's side. But I remember um, having some rims in the building at my grandparents' house. I always thought that it was my grandpa's building. It was sitting behind their house. I always thought it was my grandpa's building. And we was at my grandma's house and my dad was telling me that I needed to get the rims out the building. Keep in mind, this was after my grandfather's death. So I said, I ain't got to get my rims out the building. That's Papa's building. And and my dad was like, no, me and your grandpa went in half on the building. So half of the building is your grandpa's and half of the building is mine. So I got smart and I was like, well, I'll just put them on the side of the building that's his then. That argument me and him had led to us not talking for weeks. I would go to my grandma's house. He would come in, speak to everyone but me. I wouldn't speak either. The whole time, God speaking to me, telling me that I need to talk to my dad and me ignoring God. So God said, you need to talk to him and let him know how you've always felt. But then I had the enemy telling me in my other ear, don't say anything. It's going to make it worse. Just leave it alone. And since I'm more of a person who likes to keep the peace, I was thinking the devil was right. It would only make matters worse. I wasn't even thinking about the fact that the devil is the father of lies. So anything that comes out that joker's mouth is a lie. That wasn't even on my mind. So one night while I was at E-Group, and if the y'all probably don't know what e-group is, but anyway, Elevation Church have what they call e-groups. It's like small groups that come together maybe once a me- once a week and get together. Like some traditional churches have weekly Bible study night. Elevation have small groups where the groups meet together weekly or however often they decide to meet together and they talk about the word of God. They may um do a study or something, but I was in an e-group at the time. And I remember one night while I was at the e-group, my aunt called and left a voicemail, my dad's sister. I already knew why she was calling, so I wasn't going to call her back. She was calling to talk to me about me and my dad's argument. So I, I, I didn't have no intentions on calling her back. So I'm on the highway headed home and God prompted me to call her. So I was obedient. So she said, you need to talk to your, you need to talk to your dad. That's not how we do stuff. If you got a problem with him, then you need to talk to him about it. I started venting to her about him. And she was, and she was like, well, if that's how you've always felt, then he need to know that you need to tell him that. That conversation with her was my confirmation. That was confirmation number three for me. So long story short, I reached out to my dad through a text message saying we needed to talk. We ended up meeting at my grand- grandma's house one evening. I got everything out that I needed to say to him. I told him how I've always felt, even gave him reasons why in different situations. After after getting it all out, he said he never knew how how he never knew I felt that way. He went on to explain to me why he made the comment 
he made about not taking care of a baby that wasn't his when he was served child support. So backstory on that. My mom had told me that she had went to DSS for some assistance. Of course, I don't know if they do that now, but back then when you go to DSS for assistance, they um, take child support out on the child's dad. And she told me that my dad said he wasn't taking care of a baby that wasn't his. So my dad was basically explaining to me the situation when it came to me, when it came to him and my mom, which was they never had no relationship. Um, from my understanding, I was a one night stand baby. And my dad was, was saying that, you know, they wasn't in a relationship. She ended up getting pregnant and he didn't know that the, he didn't know the baby was his. So yeah, he made that comment. He wasn't taking care of no baby that wasn't his. Long story short, a DNA test was done and I ended up being his child or whatnot. Okay. So me losing his dad, me losing my dad's dad was what revealed the unforgiveness that I had in me when it came to my, when it came to my biological dad. And I had, like, I literally thought that I was over it and I had moved on and I had forgave him and the things that went on between us and me feeling rejected by his actions and what he was doing, but I was playing a part. I had no idea until God called my grandfather home that I hadn't, I hadn't forgiven him. And I, it was still some, it was bitterness in me and unforgiveness in me when it came to him. So I will end the podcast by saying this. We never know how something so painful, such as death of a loved one, can also bring healing to another area in our lives. Had I not trusted God and listened, and listened to the devil, me and my dad's relationship would not have been healed. I'm learning the devil will always attempt to talk you out of things he knows will glorify God. He he will attempt to. And sometimes he succeeds because sometimes the devil will will talk you out of something, will talk, will tell you something, and you listen to the devil. But he will always attempt to talk you out of something that will glorify God. Had I listened to the devil and not had that conversation with my dad, then I would still be pretending and playing the part like everything is fine between us. And he would have never known how his actions affected me. When we start seeking a deeper relationship with God, he starts healing areas of our lives that we buried and avoid. God was telling me, you've been called to lead this group, but you walking around with bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart. Even that night that I was at that e-group, I remember praying for another lady in that e-group, praying for her relationship with her mom and her sister. I remember praying, that's what her prayer request was. And I remember praying for her relationship with her mom and her sister. And I remember God telling me, you, you coming to me on the behalf of her and her sister and her mom, but what about you and your dad? And I was stubborn. I will be honest. I was stubborn. I didn't want to listen. I thought, you know, I forgave him. Like, I'm doing good. Whatever he got going on, that's not bothering me. But God had to show me through my grandfather's death, like, you haven't forgiven him. And you need to forgive him because you're going to need him. You're going to need him. Um... But yeah, he was telling me that I still had bitterness and unforgiveness in my heart. And he had to deal with me 
when it came to that before I could move forward. Now, I had no idea it would take place after my grandfather's death, but God knew he was going to be calling him home, like I said before. And he knew that I was going to need my biological dad. So as of today, me and my biological dad's relationship is healthy, it's whole. Um, it's, it's, I call it crazy, but I know it was nothing but the hand of God. But at the same time, you just, you never know. And unforgiveness is not, bitterness and holding unforgiveness in our heart is not good anyway. We want God to forgive us. We commit a sin. We go to God. We ask God to forgive us of that sin. God forgives us of that sin and he remembers it no more. He never brings back up a sin you committed. You commit a sin today. You ask for forgiveness about that sin tomorrow on Sunday. Well, I'm saying on Sunday because today is actually Saturday. Please forgive me. Um, I was determined that this podcast was going to get recorded and it's going to be published this week because I was not going to go another week without recording a podcast. So today is actually Saturday. But what I'm saying is you commit a sin today on Saturday and then Sunday you ask God for forgiveness. God will forgive you of that sin on Sunday. Now, on Christmas, God ain't going to bring up the sin that you committed today. He ain't going to bring that back up. That's not the God that we serve. You ask him for forgiveness of, for, of a sin, he forgives you of that sin and remembers it no more. So how do we have the right to sit and hold unforgiveness when we don't been offended by somebody or when somebody don't did something to us? Because that is definitely not the character of God. That is definitely nothing like God. You may not like it, but the Bible says that if we want to be forgiven, we have to forgive also. And sometimes it takes something such as death to bring up those feelings to, to remind you that, no, you haven't forgave this person. You saying you have, but deep down, you still got rooted bitterness inside of you. And another thing is, how else will something get resolved unless you go to that individual and have a conversation with that individual? Sometimes we get offended by things that individuals do or stuff happen, and they don't even know what they be on done. They don't even know that what they did have us feeling the way we felt. And I know that if I would have listened to the enemy and not reached out to my dad, we would have never had that conversation, which the enemy would have been happy because remember, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He loves division. He don't like to see um, families together. He loved division. And there was division when it came to me and my biological dad. And if I would have listened to the enemy, it would still be division among us. But the fact that I was obedient and I did reach out to my dad and we had that conversation our relationship is healed. We're no longer divided and God is glorified, which is what God wants. God does not want us walking in division. He does not want us walking in strife. He does not want us to be harboring bitterness and unforgiveness. That is not the character of God. So I'm going to read the, I'm going to read the Bible verse again, and then I'm going to pray and end the podcast or in this episode. Again, it was Ephesians 4 verses 31 and 32 in the Amplified Bible, in the Amplified verse. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and perpetual animosity, resentment, strife, and fault finding and slander be put away from you, along with every kind of malice, all spitefulness, verbal abuse. I'm not saying that last word this time because I don't want to mess it up again. Verse 32, be kind and helpful to one another, tender hearted, compassionate, understanding, 
forgiving one another readily and freely, just as God in Christ also forgave you. Let me throw this in there because God just brought it to me before I pray. One of my coworkers at work on Thursday had a conversation with me and asked me to pray for her. So Thursday, as I was leaving, coming down the road from work, I prayed for her as I was driving down the road. Normally when people ask me to pray for them, I normally try to pray right on the spot or pray right then because I don't want to forget. But anyway, I ended up praying for her after I got off work and I was driving down the road in the car. And then Friday morning on my way to work, I prayed for her again. So yesterday evening, as I was getting ready to leave the office, I stopped by her office and I told her, I said, I prayed for you yesterday and I prayed for you again this morning. She looked at me and said, I know. And I'm looking at her like, huh? And she was like, I know. And she told me she was going to call me, which she did. So this morning, she ended up sending me a text message and said, girl, I don't know what your prayer over me was, but something changed within me. It is a sense of peace and forgiveness towards someone in my past that caused me hurt that caused me years of hurt. Anyway, thank you. I replied back and said, I'll look at God. She said yes, and then told me that she would tell me more about it the next time she seen me. It's amazing what prayer can do. I have, and I'm pretty sure my grandmother, I, I'm not going to say I have no idea because I know my grandmother know how I felt when it came to me and my dad. And I'm pretty sure that my grandmother threw up several prayers when it came to our relationship. I can remember a time my grandma told me and my dad didn't get along was because we was too much alike. So I'm pretty sure she was throwing up all kinds of prayers to God in heaven about our relationship. But prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. All you got to do is just have faith to believe that God will work out whatever it is that you might be dealing with. So I'm going to end in prayer and then I look forward to talking to you all on the next episode. So, Father God, I come to you right now, God. I just want to say thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for this episode. Even though you changed the title right before I got ready to record, Father God, I thank you. Because I know that if it's something you prompted me to do, Lord, you got a purpose in behind it. So, Father God, I thank you. I thank you for using me as one of your vessels. I, I mean, I'm still at all that you're using a girl that got pregnant in high school to speak about the things that I've experienced, the things that I've went through, your word. But nonetheless, Father God, I'm grateful. I pray, Lord, that this does not fall on deaf ears. I pray, Lord, that pe your people will understand that unforgiveness it's not healthy. Unforgiveness is not healthy at all. And that sometimes we may think that we've forgiven someone, but then you allow something to transpire in our life to where we realize, no, you really haven't forgiven that person. No, you need to forgive that person. And, and not to mention the forgiveness is not for the other person. The forgiveness is for us. It's for us and our healing. God, there be, there's times where we be done buried things and thought we be done moved on. So I pray, God, that every ear that this falls on, I pray, Lord, that you will reveal to them if they got any type of unforgiveness in them towards anybody. I don't care who it is, Father God. I pray that 
you would make it known to them. And I pray, Lord, when you make it known to them, I pray that they be obedient to your prompting, Lord. I pray that not only did they be obedient, and God, you might be don't already told somebody that they need to forgive an individual for something that might be have might have happened. And they might not, they might be trying to second guess it, like, no, I don't think that's what God telling me to do, or they might not be sure. If that's the case, this is confirmation to them that they need to forgive. Harboring bitterness is not healthy for the soul. It's not healthy for the body. I pray, Lord, that they understand that this is confirmation. And even if you don't know how to go about the forgiveness or go about the process or how to reach out to the individual or whoever it might be, I pray, God, that they would come to you in prayer. Knowing that if they come to you with a sincere heart and say, God, I know I need to forgive this individual, but what they did to me is pain, it's, it's horrible and people don't understand why, what I experienced. Even if those are the things that they're saying, I pray that they realize your word says that if we want to be forgiven by you, we have to forgive others. Forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's what your word says. So, Lord, I pray that they would take heed to what I've said on this episode. And I pray that even if they don't even know where to start, Lord, that they would step out on faith and start with a conversation with you. Because that's all prayer is. Prayer is just having a conversation with you, just like we have conversations with our parents, our friends, our siblings, our children. I pray that they would just start, step out on faith and have a conversation with you and say, I know I need to forgive this person, but I also know that the pain that they cause, letting them know, Lord, that you take care of everything. Your word says this vengeance is yours. You take care of everything. But at the same time, God, you are a healer. When it comes to physical healing, when it comes to mental healing, spiritual healing, God, you are a healer. And I pray, Lord, that they would be obedient. I pray that they don't let the enemy talk them out of something when they know deep down in their heart that they're supposed to be doing something you told them to do. I pray that they take heed to you, to your prompting, the prompting of the Holy Spirit, to your your voice, Father God. I pray that they would be obedient. God, I thank you and I love you. All these things I ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen.